Cube Radio. You are listening to the Car Guide Podcast with Louis-Philippe Dubé and Gabriel Gélina. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the 16th episode of the Car Guide Podcast. It's the middle of summer. Uh, it's been a little bit of time, a couple of weeks. We uh, haven't seen the mics, uh, Gab. And but a lot is happening in the industry. You uh, bet. Yeah, and uh, we're as we're not we're not on the road as much. Meaning in a plane and going to drive cars anywhere else. But we're driving. We're still driving cars uh, uh, more locally, and the news keep uh, coming. <laughs> What I want to start with today is uh, Toyota Lexus this year. I mean, there's a lot of things happening. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know. Uh, 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 I went to the the, the uh, Tacoma Toyota Tacoma uh, midsize pickup uh, unveiling the Grand Highlander uh, launch as well as the Lexus uh, GX and TX uh, that have been launched uh, not too long ago. But uh, yesterday evening was the Land Cruiser back after what 35 years? I think they exactly. left North America 35 yeah. years with the Land Cruiser, the rugged, boxy off-roader <laughs> that we've been expecting. We've been waiting for that one for a while. I mean, I personally, I it's 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 a truck that I I really enjoyed uh, staring at when I'm abroad. And uh, yeah, this uh, this this new edition. Now we finally have the, the official photos and the official specs and a little bit approximate uh, approximations of of pricing. How do you find it? How did you? you saw the I think it looks really good. Like, yeah, I think it looks really good. And you know, it's hard sometimes for designers to give you like a modern interpretation of something that's so uh, iconic, you know, for the brand. Because when you look at Toyota Land Cruiser, to me. It's a bit the same as like Range Rover in terms of off-road capability and perhaps even more. So, oh, wow. you know, yeah. more utilitarian. Yeah. And um, when you look at, you know, the old uh, videos of these uh, of these trucks uh, trundling through, uh, you know, Africa or whatever. And, you know, yep. and, and so it, it, it's very much uh, a, a design icon for, for, for Toyota. It's a symbol of, you know, durability, of ruggedness and things like that. So it's a little bit difficult, you know, for a designer to sort of like tackle this kind of project and give it a bit of a modern look mm -hmm. because at the same time, you know, you can't, you, know, you can't change the leopard spots, you know, right, right, <laughs> it right. is what it is yeah. and it's, and it's still going to be boxy, but good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you made know? a good, uh, a good, uh, good comparison with, with Land Rover with, yeah. the, with the Defender, for example, which was the same kind of challenge. Yeah, exactly. Same, same kind of, of challenge. And now, you know, what's, what's cool is that it, you know, they're, they're bringing it back and, um, it's, it's, It's interesting in that, you know, they're, they're going to do a different, different versions, different trims, different uh, sort of like packages for, for equipment. Yeah. But I think, you know, again, the, 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 the rugged look, um, you know, the square mirrors on the thing. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it, it's, it's really, it's really cool. And, you know, the fact that I think they, they, um, Uh, the design was done, you know, partly in California, uh -huh. partly in Japan. So they've, you know, they've, they've kind of fused sort of like their, their ideas of it. And yeah. I think it, I think it looks like a, you know, really, really good truck. Yeah. Inside, uh, base versions are very simple, very, mm. uh, a little bit more plastic, but they'll have very posh and very expensive versions. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Just like any, <laughs> any other thing. I mean, that's where the money is, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Uh, a new engine? Well, it's not new. It's new engine in Toyota, yeah. but it's it's uh, a hybrid, obviously. Uh, yeah. uh, 2.5 liter, four cylinder, turbocharged, mated to an electric motor that's uh, uh, with the transmission, with the eight speed transmission. Yeah. It's pretty much, I mean, a very similar, if not the same setup as the new Tacoma that I, I, yeah. I saw in, in Hawaii, uh, which is which is where Toyota's going. It's a iForce Max hybrid technology, but not the one that you'll see you, you see in the pickup, uh, uh, um, the Tundra pickup truck, but uh, Um, the um, uh, the one in the in the, in the Tacoma, yeah. uh, smaller smaller displacement, but still 326 horsepower and uh, and 465 foot pounds of torque, which is yeah, which is the most most significant number for a vehicle of that you know that caliber of vehicle. Yeah, in terms of you know you're going to do some some off roading, so you need you need the torque and things like that. Yeah, so it, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool that. Um, 
you know, they're, they're, they're going with a uh, hybrid, obviously, you know, this, this truck in the past has had, of course, different, different engines. And, uh, but now, you know, today's, uh, uh, emissions or fuel consumption regs make right. it, you know, the hybrid just makes plain sense for, yes. for this type. And uh, it's capable but, with that, that, uh, that motor with yeah. the transmission. I mean, you need bottom end torque while trying to climb it, climb yourself out of that trail or just, you know, like driving around in the city, you need that bottom end torque. And I think the, the fact that it's, yeah, it's a four cylinder, but with the help of that, okay, advanced turbocharging technologies, but also the electric motor, yeah. giving it that that boost uh, uh, at yeah. initial low revs that's, that's, that you need with that type of truck. Yeah, and obviously, you know, uh, full-time four-wheel drive, you know, electronically oh, yeah. controlled, uh, automatic limited slip diff, rear locking differential, it's also standard. So again, yeah. uh, you know, if you need to, you get you get 50-50 power distribution. If right. You're, if you're in, you know, in, in mud or whatever, and, and very loose surface, and you need to get out of that. Um, and the same, you know, uh, multi-link suspension at the rear, control arm front suspension with uh, twin tube shocks. So it's, yeah, it should. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a sports car, but it should also be able to handle somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> nicely yeah, to, on the road to be, to be <laughs> yeah. able to. You know, you, you always <laughs> to go around corners on pavement as well. That's right. You're always trying to ta to satisfy two types of customers, right? Yeah. The, at the beginning, and with the Land Cruiser, it was like off-road, rugged. Nobody cares. It's not. It, it, it makes a whole lot of noise on the highway. It's not very comfortable, but nobody cared. Now you have so much offer on the market, which are com mm -hmm. uh, comfortable, yeah. but capable as well for someone who occasionally wants to go out on the trail or will, will probably never do it. But but still, you can you can cater to both those types of clients. And I don't think Toyota would have would have been able to pull it off without putting all this hardware, yeah. like the four by four, the, the yeah. two, you know, like the the, the 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 differentials and stuff like that. They're, it's so, so important for that type of customer. But also, you mentioned trying to make it comfortable for someone exactly. who wants just the rugged because, look. You know? you know, let's face it, a lot of people are going to buy this thing for the rugged looks, for the capability, yeah. but they're not necessarily <laughs> going to use the capability. I think know? we say that of often. Yeah, yeah. When, we, when you think about, you know, even in the luxury segments with Mercedes, all kinds of off-road bits uh, in their SUVs, but, you know, nobody's kind of taking them off-road. But you know what, with a Toyota, I think maybe, maybe with uh, the grassroots, uh, 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 clientele that love the Land Cruiser, maybe you know we'll we'll, we'll be able to see them, in the, you know, come across them in the trails a little bit more, maybe than a luxury SUV. Talking about luxury SUV, we're going to talk about the pricing <laughs> <laughs> of the Land Cruiser. <laughs> While we're at it, I mean, we don't have uh, uh, fixed pricing now. We don't we don't have for the trims and everything. It's going to come a little bit later, but in the in the United States, it's going to start at fifty mid fifties. Yeah, fifty-six thousand. Uh, I think is yeah, the base price. I think that's what it is, and that's that's the base version. We don't know exactly how it's going to be equipped. Mm. Canada accepts something around seventy thousand, so it's not. It's you know it's 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 money. It's a lot of money, but uh, god damn, it looks good. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, plus <laughs> you, you, you've got all these cool features like the you know the rear hatch has a pop, the the window that pops open. Yeah, you know, from, yeah, so you can slide things in easy. And yeah, like that. and when you look at the interior, obviously it's very utilitarian, but you still get you know a large screen on the uh, on the center stack and yes. things like that. So a couple of modern touches. Yes. Uh, so no, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna do good and it's gonna do well and. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm like a really smitten uh, by the styling of this truck, by the look of this truck, especially, of course, with the, you know, the white roof, the two-tone paint job. You know, I think the it paint really jobs, good. yeah, they, yeah. There's, they, they brought back old colors like yeah, trail exactly. dust and heritage yeah. blue. Yeah, that, those are the it. pictures you'll see on the website. But there's, there's, uh, they kind of, they didn't go crazy with the colors. They just put it very, very nostalgic, and I, I really appreciate that about that truck. Yeah, you know, a return to glory, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll know a little bit more about uh, uh, the Land Cruiser in the next few months and the trims and the packages and officially final pricing for this uh, return of, of the, uh, the Toyota's uh, la uh, Land Cruiser for off-roading and as well as suburban life now. <laughs> That's going to be very popular. <laughs> Thank you. 
So now we move on to uh, the new Nissan Z Nismo, yes. the high-performance version. I'm actually going to go drive this uh, this car uh, out in California. I think it's in September. Uh-huh. And uh, if memory serves, we're also going to use uh, uh, the racetrack there at uh, at uh, Sears Point in Sonoma. A place so, that you know very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Driven a couple of things there. It's a, it's a really cool track. Really fast uh, corners there and uh, mm-hmm. lots of elevation changes. Anyways, all this to drive this new uh, version of the um, of the Z or Z car, yeah. depending on which country you live in. Um, Nismo. Which, yeah, Nismo, obviously. Nissan Motorsport, which was people were expecting this vehicle for a little while when, when it was unveiled. They say, well, is, is there going to be a Nismo version that's going to take it to new heights? Yeah, exactly. Uh, a little bit, but a little bit of deception. Yeah, a little bit in that, you know, it's the high performance model and yet it's going to be the heaviest uh, variant in in that lineup, oh God, yeah. you know, so a lot of weight there, and of course, you know, there's no manual gearbox, yeah. So strictly a nine-speed automatic, um, which I find funny because yeah. you know Toyota was kind of boasting the fact that seventy percent of buyers for the new Z were were going for that manual transmission and 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 you know for the performance and sport models. Yeah, and exactly. Now, you know, it's kind of it's kind of giving up on the purists but but we don't, we don't know what that new tra- well it's not a new transmission but it's been perfected for I'm I'm quoting the uh, <laughs> the press the, release the press release it perfected for tri- tri- driving I'll let you decide on that gap yeah, right. <laughs> well you know when you look at high performance clearly you know a lot of the high end cars now they have you know uh, double clutch gearboxes and things like that right. GT3 RS you can't get that with a manual you can still get a GT3 with a manual but not a GT3 RS yes obviously you know double clutch gearbox are faster this is not a double clutch gearbox it's a standard automatic but they still claim that the, the shift speeds uh, are going to be quick enough that you know, it's going to be faster, obviously, than if you're rowing the gears, rowing the the, the shift lever yourself. Right. And um, obviously, with you know nine ratios, you can play with the with with the ratios and then the gap between them, and you'd probably get you know a, a very decent performance out of it. But let's face it, you know, sports cars, especially in their more extreme uh, variants, they're all about engagement. And you know mm. what's more engaging than three pedals and a and a, and a, and a standard shift? Yeah, yeah. yeah, nothing. <laughs> you know, so they're to me, it's kind of sad that they're going to miss out on that, and yeah. it's, it's kind of sad also that the uh, the buyers for the for this car are going to miss out on that whole experience. Yes, yeah, so, you know the, the the Z is kind of an old car. I mean, it's yeah. it's a. A uh, slightly modified 370, uh, 370Z uh, chassis that's, you know, new suspension, but it's, it's still the same base. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I call it a parts bin special you know, <laughs> because you, you, you look you look at what's available. <laughs> Let's face it, yeah. you know, for these companies, they're not going to invest money on building right. an all new platform yeah. for a car that sells, you know, in very low numbers. Yeah. They're going to look at what do we have? What can we use? What can we carry yeah. over from the previous model? Yeah. And how can we give it a bit of a, you know, different look at, and, and and call it, you know, the brand new Z. Right. Uh, but I, you know, to me, it's not brand new. It's like newish. Yeah. And it's an old, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's an old engine too. You exactly. know, from Infinity. It's yeah. a powerful engine, but still not an engine, an engine that's been adapted for this, for exactly. this specifically for this so application. That, that's what I mean. When you don't have much money to play with when you're building a car, especially one that's going to sell in low volumes, you go for what you've got yeah. and you t- try to tweak things. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with this uh, with this Nismo. Um, whether, you know, you can play, obviously it's an automatic gearbox, you can play with the, with the software, with the yes. programming, things like that. You can give it a, you know, sport modes or whatever, that you know, quicker shifts and right, things like that. Right, that's what they said, the sport plus mode would be a, exactly. a, a lot different than with the Z. Yeah, so, you know, in terms in terms of power, you know, you get 20 horsepower more and 34 pounds-feet of torque more over the, the, the regular the regular car. It's not much. Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's like a, a software recalibration, well, basically. I think it also has to do with turbo boost. I think they yeah. increased the turbo boost a little bit. Yep. And the speed of the, uh, of the turbine on the, uh, on, on, on the turbo. So there you go. And um, so, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not a whole lot more power. It's not a whole lot more torque. So I'm really looking forward to see, you know, how they've tweaked the suspension geometry and, you know, how, yeah, obviously, you can do a lot also with the wheels and, and tires. Yep. Uh, depends what kind of rubber they're going to put on that. And um, so so we're going to look at, 
I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's going handle and if it's going to be much better than the than the regular car. Yeah. One thing is for sure, it's it's heavier. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, I think it's a hundred and two pounds heavier than the best equipped uh, Z model. Yeah, and it's going probably two hundred going... pounds heavier than the lightest one. So two hundred pounds. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of weight for this type of vehicle, yeah, mind you. You know, it's really... like you've got a hockey player riding shotgun <laughs> riding with you shotgun. in the car all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still, you know, and and of course it's going to be more expensive, right? So so yeah. you know, like you have a well equipped uh, performance model at sixty thousand dollars. There's no way it's going to be lower than seventy thousand. Yeah, you know, for I the, think for so. this kind of package. Yeah. You know? So I think they're you know they can probably do other stuff like you know tweak the chassis a little bit make it stiffer somehow you know with some reinforcements and oh, things yeah. like that so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how it how it's going to play out how it's going to drive uh, especially on the track but you know let's face it i'm a little bit a little bit disappointed yeah you know, a little bit disappointed that it doesn't have that much more power and that yeah of course that you can't get a manual a manual gearbox yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, that's the biggest disappointment. Another vehicle that's been unveiled uh, this week, uh, the uh, new 911 ST. 911 versions keep piling up and leaving and coming back and leaving, coming back, but still uh, a lot of a lot of configurations with the 911, and we add the uh, ST uh, for the lineup. It turns the lineup for 2024. Yeah, it's, a, it's you know, Porsche, it's like... Uh, Every three weeks or something, there's a new <laughs> new variant of the of yeah. the 911. I mean, there was one you know unveiled in France not long ago, yeah. uh, around the time of the uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans. Yeah, you know, like well, it, it, Porsche is kind of celebrating yeah. a lot these days because exactly. there's a lot going on with the brand. It's 75th anniversary, <laughs> things yeah. like that. Yes, and uh, 60th anniversary of the um, of the 911. Um, but what's interesting about this car, you know, the 911 ST, is it's essentially uh, a GT3 RS, yeah, but manual you know, gearbox with a manual gearbox <laughs> and without the fancy aerodynamics, right? You know, because obviously, I drove the 911 GT3 RS last year at, at Silverstone, and I was just like flabbergasted by just how much work they've done on the aero and the kind yeah. of high speed cornering, uh, you know, the grip that you could get because yeah. of, of, of the of the of the pressure on the uh, on that huge rear wing and with the DRS system that you yeah. can fly down the straight and then, you know, get the wing back for like the corners. And right. And, and, you, and like, I'm sure you were absolutely appreciative of the tra- of that transmission at that yeah, moment. Obviously. That, that you know, transmission obviously, is yeah, automatic is. transmission, but the, the it just doesn't make it. It's it's in another class, another yeah, world. This, that, that double clutch transmission is, is, is incredible. But now with this car, the 911 ST, they're looking at, you know, the performance of the 911 GT3 RS this is the same drivetrain, so 518 some horsepower. And um, what's interesting is that, you know, just that you can get a, a manual gearbox with, yeah. with that engine. And that engine is absolutely a gem. It's, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. And it's going to, it's going to sound like, you know, when it wails, it's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, you're going to have goosebumps on your forearms and everything, and you're never going to play the radio in this car because the soundtrack from the engine is just so enthralling. Um, so it, it's, it's cool that there, this variant exists. Yeah. They, yeah. Limited numbers, obviously. Huge money, huge <laughs> money. But that's what happens when they pick and choose. You know, yeah. you look at the at certain variants. Oh, this variant doesn't have that. Oh, I would like to pair this and that. And Porsche listens, but they charge. They'll they'll say, well, we'll, we'll, we'll they'll, they'll do a, a, another edition, and then you get you want the manual transmission with the GT3 RS type car. We'll make it. It's going to exactly. be three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but you know they've done. The, the, you know they've mastered the art of you know that that fine segmentation yes. between all the different variants of the 911 right and this one is just another application of that and so you're looking at you know uh, body panels that are made of uh, carbon fiber reinforced plastics right and, you know you're looking at a lot of high-tech stuff uh, lightweight clutch you know so that the the engine revs uh, quicker um, so 
it's it, obviously the, the 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 Porsche ceramic brakes uh, are on the car. Yeah, the, Car- ver- the very expensive seats. Uh, very, usually, very expensive uh, option that's included with this vehicle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you you're looking at I think in the U.S. it's like two hundred ninety one thousand dollars. In Canada, it's going to be like well over yeah, like three. A, it's it's uh, the official pricing. I think for Canada is like three hundred and forty uh, three hundred forty three thousand, yeah, and then you you can add the uh, the uh, heritage the design package, which yes. is twenty three thousand dollars. Which of course every buyer is going to do. Of course. You know, when you're in when you're in that yeah yeah you know, when, when, when in you're Rome specking, <laughs> exactly and when you're specking this car out you're going to want all the goodies and do that yes. because that's of course it's going to affect the resale value yep. and how much money it's going to it's going to, it's going to make you later and when you try to sell it exactly and, and, and yeah and I uh, won't say try to sell it because no, exactly. they, we don't try to sell these cars they just that's, it just know, depends to me, the <laughs> to me that's the the unfortunate part about all these all these cars and especially these limited number limited edition a lot of buyers will buy these yeah. and they will store them yeah. you know and they won't drive them and to me you know that's kind of like that's not right. You yeah, know, because this car is meant to be driven. Like you, you said know, before, yeah. it's just a perfect combination yeah. of 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 equipment and mechanical components that are being pretty much wasted in a garage somewhere and not uh, doing what they're supposed to. Exactly. So, but at, at any rate, you know, I I get I get the you know Porsche's intent with this car. Obviously, you know, they're again we've developed all this stuff for the for the other model right. the GT3 RS or the GT3 now we're going to package things differently and we're going to create this new model that's going to be unique and we're going to you know make a ton of profit on each car and we're going <laughs> to sell every one of them like that yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's that's the, you know let's face it that's that's Porsche's business model now yeah. you know it's um, and uh, but I'm kind of glad that they're still doing it, and I'm kind of glad that they're making enough money with, you know, with the with the Cayenne and the and and the Macan and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the bread and butter uh, vehicles of right. the brand right now. But that enables them to uh, pay the engineers to come up with these innovative solutions. Right. Uh, whether it's the Arrow of the GT3 RS or whether it's the engine for the for you know tweaking that 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 flat six. Uh, to rev at you know in, insane RPMs and things right. like that. So I think that's cool. I think that's cool that um, that the nine eleven gets celebrated in this way on its sixtieth uh, anniversary. Yep. Uh, next, uh, the uh, the first uh, uh, examples of this vehicle is going to be available uh, early next uh, spring. Uh, and uh, we don't know exactly how much they're going to make, but it's probably going to be very, very exclusive uh, vehicle. And uh, good luck getting your hands on one. But if you have the dough, this is a collectible future classic, of course. So lately, LP, you went to drive... The Ford Mustang. But I have to say, not just the Ford Mustang. You drove all the Ford Mustang. <laughs> in the span of a couple of days, well, actually a, a week. That's, in a, the amount of days was a week, but uh, Ford launched uh, the new 7th edition of the Ford Mustang. Uh, very popular Ford Mustang, of course. And uh, the 2024 model... Um, in three versions, EcoBoost, GT, yeah. as everybody knows, and uh, to start off, and then after that, the Dark Horse, which is the new high performance uh, uh, from Ford Factory Ford. Now, we're not talking about Shelby's just yeah, yet. Yeah. They will come. Yeah, uh, of course. But now <laughs> now it's the Dark Horse, and everything was kind of condensed. We, we drove the EcoBoost yeah, and GT in California. And Irwindale and in uh, Angeles Canyon, you know where Angeles yeah, Canyon of is. Beautiful road, beautiful, unbelievable, absolutely road. beautiful. My favorite road. playground in California. It's you know if yeah. if, if it's not a racetrack, it's got to be yeah that you know, road. Angeles uh, Forest. And uh, a couple of days later, it was the Dark Horse, and that was in, in North Carolina at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, which yeah, yeah. is uh, which is a totally different ballpark, a totally different uh, 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 atmosphere. Uh, but you know, with the, the 2024 Ford Mustang got uh, 
a f- a quite a bit of modifications for this seventh generation outside. Not a lot of people. Well, I'll say a lot of people like it. A lot of not a lot of people like it. You know, I'm talking about the styling, now. just styling. Yeah, you know, like yeah. people say, oh, it looks like a Camaro. You know, yeah, and, and the rear. I don't disagree uh, in the rear part of the vehicle, uh, but you know, like the front face, kind of more details. Are we? We're looking at it. We can find some nostalgia, nostalgic elements, but. Some other things have been, you know, drastically modified and, and, and to give that Mustang a new look. Inside, that's a whole new, ve- a whole new interior. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the twin, the the uh, twin, uh, the cockpit, yeah. twin, twin screen yeah. uh, uh, setup now in the Mustang. We took off a lot of the manual levers and switches and stuff like that to replace with two uh, digital screen, one one for the instrument cluster and one for the infotainment. I have to say, and I'll start off with the interior because it's the same on the three models. I have to say that I, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, God damn, there's the no, you know, normal, normal, uh, uh, normal switch levers and stuff like that, just screens and screens yeah, yeah. and more screens. But I have to say that driver centric character of this interior now is, is, it's pretty ergonomic and it's pretty helpful. In driving whatever the conditions you're driving in, mm. and one the things that I like about these screens is that you they kind of they put so many you know uh, gadgets and, and ways to customize them. For example, yeah, you can you can do whatever kind of whatever you want in as terms a display. of display and things like that. I mean, one sure. one example, you know, you can turn the instrument cluster into what the instrument cluster used to be in the '87 to '93 Fox Body Mustang, which is like the fluorescent red uh, green you know, scheme with just the two dials. It's a digital reproduction. It's not the real thing, but still, you know, for, for Mustang geeks, I guess it's, it's something that's going to be, uh, that's going to be appreciated. But, you know, it's just another thing to show off to your friends. Yeah. You've got the car, <laughs> Look you know? at this. You know, <laughs> exactly. I can, I can, I can turn my newer Mustang into an older Mustang. Exactly. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, for someone that's uh, asking themselves if that, if that interior is functional, it is, it's not as nostalgic, but, but still, you know, a, a very, very decent uh, uh, and intuitive uh, in character. Um, obviously, uh, other gadgets added to be able to drag in and you know a younger clientele. The drift brake, which makes yeah, you yeah. you know drift a car mm-hmm. very easily, like anybody can do it. Uh, remote rev, which you take the uh, key fob and you're let's say you're you're standing at you know 20 feet from the vehicle, you can rev your engine just to piss off your neighbors or if you're in a car show, you want to impress someone or scare someone that's leaning, leaning on your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remote rev is uh, another gadget. You know, I've, I've, I've owned a, a few generations of uh, the Mustang. It's by far the, more, the, the most technological, obviously. But also, uh, every generation, Ford makes the Mustang a little bit more easy to drive, a little bit more handling <laughs> capable in terms of handling. Um, I guess they're kind of worried about so many of them crashing oh, out of cars and It's always the same coffees. joke, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> always you always bring that up. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it happens but, so many times that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, they, they, they make a little bit more, you know, work on the chassis, work on the suspension and stuff like that. It used to be that the, the, the Mustang was like a straight, uh, a straight line missile and then in the corners, suicidal, which is, it makes, you know, through, uh, the three models that I drove, I found that it's different, and and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. But but I think that it, what's interesting again, it's the same same thing. You know, you get the the Coyote V8 engine and things like that. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff is is kind of carry over, but they keep tweaking it. Yes, you know, exactly. They keep refining things and they they keep improving things, and like you said, you know, making the car more drivable, making the car more enjoyable. Uh, making perhaps the car also easier to live with on a on a daily basis, right? And not quite as white knuckle scary to drive if you're going to go fast. Yes, you know. So it's kind of cool that they're that they're doing that. I'm, but I'm really interested in this this dark horse yeah. uh, version <laughs> well, because yeah. to me, you know, that's like um that's like a new step uh, yes. for them. Yeah, and uh, you know, much more capability, much more performance yeah. of that one. Um, yeah, well, go, uh, I'll go through the, the, the three versions here yeah. because a lot of people are asking themselves, you know, what car should I get? I got that kind of budget. I, I want to do this and what what I want a Mustang. I want one of the last, you know, uh, exactly. uh, uh, that's, one of the that's last gas-powered Mustangs. Yeah. Yeah. Which one do I get? Yeah. Uh, of course, the EcoBoost 
It starts, it's the, 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 the most affordable in Canada starts at $37,000. It's the four cylinder 3.2.3 liter, uh, uh, engine, a turbocharged mm-hmm. engine. Obviously it makes more power than, than before. 315 horsepower, 350 foot pounds of torques. It makes more power than the 4.6 liter V8 that I used to have in my 2008 (laughs) GT Mustang, you know, which was much, you know, like bigger and bulkier, making so much noise to make less power, right? Exactly. Uh, But Ford has been tweaking that engine, like you said before, with the twin squirrel turbocharger to make it more uh, drivable, but also Mm. accelerate more. Uh, in a linear way because yeah, the throttle you know, response, throttle and, response and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. So I found um, oh, this car is not available with the six-speed manual. It's only available with the 10-speed automatic. Mm. As a daily driver, you know, you want a Mustang with some performance. 350 foot-pounds of torque is not, it, it's it's good. You know, it's yeah. not like, a, it's not a slouch. It's, it's very nice. Uh, it doesn't have the sound it mm-hmm. doesn't have the grunt, you know, yeah. but if you're not looking for that specific factor or facet of the Mustang, the EcoBoost is a good daily driver. It'll get you there. The the the, uh, the transmission at 10 speed, it's never, I found that it's never lost, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in between, between gear years. Ratios, you're always thing. something, yeah. I, there's yeah. always acceleration. There's always something there. It always finds a way to get you, you know, the good acceleration, acceleration that you need. So it's, a, it, I mean, it's a good engine transmission pairing. Uh, you can get it with uh, 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 typical suspension or uh, the performance package will get you the MagnaRide suspension, which is like yeah. a dynamic uh, suspension, which is, well, I would recommend getting that option if you want some mm-hmm. comfort. And also, you know, a more dynamic ride when you want it. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a good road car, the EcoBoost, not, no manual transmission, no grunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. So exactly. Uh, moving on to the GT, I mean, that's I think for my 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 uh, my pick. If you're looking to spend decent amount of money, a V8 Coyote five liter engine yeah, with you, a six speed gearbox. That's it. You can't go wrong. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. You you can't go like, exactly like you said. It's you, you can't go wrong. Linear acceleration. You have to draw the, the you know the grunt look that you're looking at a Mustang. You want to hear you know that's that's yeah. You, you get that deep basso rumble <laughs> yeah, and basso, all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. Of up to 486 horsepower and 418 foot pounds of torque. That's with the dynamic exhaust. It's a new mm-hmm. thing this year. Uh, a new exhaust system. The Coyote got uh, some modifications, new, uh, twin uh, throttle bodies now, twin air intakes, which is yeah. the major uh, difference between the last year and last generation of Coyote and uh, also like a new oil pan and stuff like that. But that's uh, that's more technical stuff. Uh, it gets the uh, Getrag six-speed, which mm-hmm. is different than the one in the dark horse we're going to talk about later. Uh, with 486 fo- uh, 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 horsepower, it's... Definitely more powerful, definitely a more enjoyable car on the road uh, than the EcoBoost if you're looking for peak performance. Uh, but, you know, like I said, performance pack, uh, I will get you the MagnaRide as well, the, 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 the suspension that I really recommend. A very predictable vehicle when we drove it to uh, Angeles Forest. I mean, just not the most... Uh, precise, not not surgical, like the word I like to use when we're talking about a fine European sports car, but very predictable and easy to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, won't try to kill you in the corners. Won't try to, you know, it, it kind of dances with you and lets you know where 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 it goes. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't snap on you. It doesn't require advanced driving techniques to be able to make the Mustang. And it's like a, an everybody who wants high performance car that doesn't want to wrap it in uh, around a tree or, you know, at Cars and Coffee, like you, uh, <laughs> like you mentioned earlier, maybe that's not the vehicle. But the vehicle is getting a little bit better in terms of preserv- uh, predictability. It's also a pretty good, you know, value proposition money wise, the GT for, for what you're getting. 486 horsepower starts at $48,500 yeah. in Canada, which yeah. is, like you said, I mean, it's, it's a good value proposition. Yeah. And adding on, uh, the, the, you know, I, the pricings on the website, I don't have it with me, but adding on the performance package, it's not that much. I think yeah. it's like a 5,600 uh, add on. And you get a whole bunch of other bits and, and hardware and stuff like that. That's, that's, it's worth the money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and yeah, I mean, I, there used to be a time when I, I bought a, uh, 2008 of uh, a Mustang GT for twenty five thousand dollars. I mean, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it was a whole lot less money back then, but still, much better car, yeah. much better performance and drivability too. You mm-hmm. know, and the good looks. I and think the good looks. I, I think it looks good. So I, yeah. I I think it's it finds you know it's the sweet spot for the Mustang if you want a gas powered uh, Mustang today. 
get the GT with the manual transmission, you, you won't be disappointed. Now, about that dark horse. About that dark horse. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, they, it, they launched that vehicle at a whole, whole other area in, yeah. at uh, uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway because they really wanted us to get some track time, and we did. And Charlotte Motor Speedway has a, a, a road circuit on it. Yes, of course. The Roval, yeah. which is has uh, uh, elevation, quite, yeah, yeah. you know, quite good, good, you know, elevation, technical, not, not very big circuit, but very technical. And when we went for the uh, the first during the first part of the day, I'm I'm uh, I won't say I'm advanced driver. I'm not a, a beginning driver. I'm a kind of a in the middle, you know, like a mid pack driver. And um, I was driving in the van with the other journalists, and 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 those were invited to that launch. And I was like, wow, this track is intimidating, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's got a banking 24 degree banking. You you hit 200 kilometers per hour uh, easily if you get through the gears right. And after that, it's all technical and and and, and twisty. Stuff. And twisty and stuff up and, and up and downs, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, you know, I got a good breakfast in, and I uh, got my mind is focused. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll try to not play hero, and we'll mm. we'll try to get the most out of that car. And to be honest, uh, I got into the seat and drove the few first lap, and I was like, wow, you know, this is much easier than I thought. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, first off, the Coyote and the uh, and the Mustang GT and the uh, the dark horse gets a few more horses. Yeah, five hundred. Not as much. You know, it's only like a, 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 a 14 horsepower more than the GT mm-hmm. with the active exhaust. So it's a little bit just to kind of get to that 500 mark that, that's kind of a selling port for that vehicle. Um, it gets the rods from the GT500, the Shelby GT500. It, get, uh, it gets uh, new camshafts. Uh, it gets... Uh, um, uh, a little tweaks here and there on the engine to make it a little bit more, a new, a new crankshaft as well. Um, not to make it more powerful because it's only 14 horsepower, a little bit more endurance, I think. Everybody, everything's been made more cooling capability, more yeah. to, to, for yeah, people they, to they drive realize on the track. that. Yeah, exactly. They realize that people who will buy this model will probably track it perhaps more yeah. than the other. And so they want to put, you know, the kind of hardware yeah. and the kind of you know, cooling and you know everything that to you be need. able to drive it, yeah, long, and to enjoy it, yeah, to enjoy exactly. it and not have to park it, yeah, exactly. Uh, six speed uh, Tremec transmission, different than the Getrag, but also parable with the ten speed. It's got to have tighter gear ratios. It obviously. does. Yeah. It does, right. and it felt like when when you know when I was talking about uh, when you get on the Roval. Uh, you do the oval, and that section that we did, we didn't do the full circuit; it was half circuit. And uh, you get on that oval. And you need to plow through the gears to be able to kind of get that top speed, uh-huh. get that feel, right? Uh, first, with the six-speed uh, transmission, perfectly executed with that, uh, you know, with, with the vehicle, but also with that track. 10-speed automatic, don't get it. You yeah, know, like, don't, yeah, I mean, if you plan on driving on the road, mostly, maybe, because I found that it was good with the other engine. It was yeah. parable. But I found that this, specifically, if you're, if you're going on the track, if you're going to, you know, toss that car around, don't get the 10-speed automatic. It's not worth it. Yeah. But also that that manual gearbox, it's a Tremec. So I think it's it's got to have the no-lift upshift, Yes, right? it does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't talk so about you, that. But so you yeah. keep your foot in it and just like... Keep, you know, you got to be... Ni- go. Yeah, 90% throttle. That's and it. I think it's over 5,000 RPM or yeah. something. And uh, yeah, just shift. You know, it's... The computer makes it... A lift for you basically exactly. it just it protects it you know yeah. it makes it it makes it so much you can do with electronics uh, today. It's right you know so it's it's basically <laughs> uh, it saves you that maneuver exactly. right so so yeah. you're just thinking about bang bang banging through the gears and then mm. go, go, go trying to get that top speed and makes it, you look like a hero makes you look like a hero <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously yeah well that's the whole key, yeah, key exactly. point of my, my my drive is that yeah. you know you get those six spot uh brembo brakes at yeah. the end of uh, of the straightaway. I mean, some of the cars I've driven, I didn't trust because of the brakes, you know, cars all over the place, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and you don't, you, you're you afraid that you're not going to stop at the end. They put a whole bunch of braking power in that tr- in that vehicle with the Brembo, six piston in the front, four piston in the rear. And the rubber to match. And the rubber to match. Because, I mean, you know, the, the brakes stop the wheel. I mean, the, the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. The tire stops the car. <laughs> the, the, the tires, we, we, we had the uh, yeah. Pirelli P0 uh, Trofeo RS tires, which mm. were, you know, you know, pretty, pretty sticky. Uh, but uh, uh, the vehicle is heavier. Yeah, you know, course. it's heavier than 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 the GT, the the, mm-hmm. the V8 GT. It's a it's a hundred and twenty 
pounds to 160 pounds, depending on the on the gearbox that yeah. you get, which is you know like we were saying earlier, mm -hmm. it's 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 something not quite a not quite a hockey player in the shotgun. Not, yeah, almost, yeah, but, yeah, you know, like a, a very small hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's you know, and not high performance doesn't always mean lighter uh you know so let's put it but keep this in mind still you know you get a little bit more uh, horsepower uh, uh, out of that vehicle turning into the the road circuit part like i said earlier after the braking part the uh, magnetite suspension the vehicle pivots uh it doesn't you know it, it handles very well it doesn't make me think that i'm gonna lose control track mode is very tolerant this is mm -hmm. what i like about these vehicles now the new the new track modes they don't disengage everything they kind of keep you on a longer leech and and you know it makes you think you're a hero like like you yeah, said yeah. before easier to drive you can work the car work but you still have a bit of a safety net point it yeah. when you want to be you're too fast it's okay just tap the brakes a little bit yeah. get, get a little bit more steering and and away you go so uh and, and then after that quick accelerations everybody's fast in the straightaways with this vehicle i mean overall easy to drive uh powerful it's got the looks. It's got the exclusivity. We don't know how many they're going to make. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, still uh, uh, a very, very, very good car for someone who uh, believes that they can be on the track uh, you know, every other weekend and, and have a lot of fun. And, and, and the brakes are never going to let you go. They're not, never going to fade. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a very um, uh, uh, a capable road vehicle uh, for the track. More expensive. A lot more expensive. <laughs> See, this is the thing, right? You're talking about a GT with a manual transmission. You're getting yeah. 486 horsepower. Mm. A dark horse getting only 14 a horsepower or more. more. If power is your performance, power and performance is in your, your only aim criteria. Or criteria yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be uh, spending $75,000 for a base uh, a dark horse in Canada. Wow, that's a lot. A friend of mine ordered one. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gave me the build sheet, and he wanted the perf uh, the handling package, which, yeah. which gives you uh, bigger sway bars and stuff like that. It doesn't change the, the suspension, but it changes uh, the chassis components and stuff like that, uh, and as well as more aerodynamics and 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 you know like outside components that are functional. It's uh, about, I think it was like $5,600, which was worth it. I was like, wow, okay, good. You took that package, it's going to mm -hmm. give you a little bit more. But he took, a, I think it was like a, a 6800 graphics package, you know, wow. like painted there on stripes, right? Wow. So I, I, these amounts are in the uh, the article, by the way, on the car guide. Maybe they're, they're off, but, you know, like it was much more expensive for yeah. what you get. So his vehicle ordered was $96,000, you know? <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, he's got everything that's he almost, wants on that's it. That's almost double what a base <laughs> what, GT what a base cost, cost wow. with, you know, for 14 horsepower and more. But yeah. that buyer wants the, the dark horse. Yeah, he, he wants, wants the exclusivity. The exclusivity. Yeah. He wants the, the he wants, you know, yeah, bragging course. rights, stuff like that. So, sure. I mean, to, to begin with was, you know, which car is best for you? After I, I think we gave you enough information to kind of, because the the... The steps in terms of pricing are yeah. a lot. You know, you have to take yeah. that decision into account, and and the the, the the packages and stuff like that. So so check it out on the website uh, uh, for the Car Guide web and see uh, see exactly the pricing of the packages and what what you're more comfortable. But like we said, I mean, there's a lot of three different models for three very different and different buyers, buyers yeah, with exactly. the 2024 Ford Mustang. Gab, you went to drive a car that was wrapped in uh, camouflage, <laughs> yeah, and uh, we we, right. we we sometimes have the uh, opportunity. the opportunity to do yeah. that. It's very pre-production or prototype vehicles, and uh, they don't want us to see how it looks, but and they don't want us to take pictures of the the lines of the vehicle. But they de definitely wanted you to drive this one and get impressions. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I went to the uh, Faroe Islands. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, which is used to be part. I think it was maybe still part of Denmark. But it's basically a bunch of islands off uh, between Iceland and uh, Scotland in the middle of the North Atlantic. And the reason we went there uh, was because <laughs> there's not many people around <laughs> to look oh, at the prototypes. Exactly what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. So the Audi brought over a whole bunch of prototypes of the Audi Q6 e-tron SUV. Yeah. So this uh, vehicle is uh, obviously 
uh, a new all-electric SUV from from Audi that's going to slot in between uh, the Q4, which uh, we see on the roads the, these days, and also the, the Q8 uh, e-tron, uh, which we've discussed here uh, here before. So it's going to slot in right right in between those two. What's significant is that it's built on a whole new architecture. Uh-huh. And it's called the um, what they call the PPE uh, platform, uh, which means premium platform electric. Now, okay. this platform is jointly developed by Porsche and Audi, and it's going to underpin the Macan EV. Uh, that's going to be the, the vehicle that uh, the first vehicle that Porsche is going to do on, on this platform. Nice. The Q6 e-tron uh, SUV will be the first Audi product on that platform. But that platform is going to spawn a whole lot of uh, different uh, electric models, both for the Audi brand and for the Porsche brand. Okay. To give you an example, Audi is going to launch 20 new models from now until 2025. Jeez. And half of those, or more than half of those, will be electric. Mm-hmm. So you can see... Fully that, electric. Yeah, fully electric. So you're going to see an, an onslaught you know, of, uh, of, of literally uh, of these vehicles. What's interesting about this, this platform is this, is that um, it's got a 100 kilowatt hour battery. It's a fairly large battery. Yeah. Over 95 uh, kilowatt hours will be usable. Uh, it's got 800 volt architecture. So just like the, the Taycan and the uh, RSE Tron GT. So you're going to be able to, uh, to do uh, lots of high speed charging with, you know, high, very high current rate. As a matter of fact, it will, the, the Q60 Tron, you'll be able to charge up to 150 kilowatts. But as an option, you can boost that to 270 kilowatts. Ah, that's kind more of like charging. It, kind of the, like the Taycan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that you'll be able, according to Audi, add, you know, like 250 kilometers of uh, range in about 10 minutes. You know, so it's significant yeah. in, terms of, in terms of charge. Now, in terms of range, uh, Audi is, is, is talking about over 600 uh, kilometers for the Q655 e-tron. Mm-hmm. And a little bit over 500 kilometers for the SQ6 e-tron, which is a sport uh, yeah. variant. Now, obviously, these are you know world light vehicle test procedure numbers. Uh, the European so, uh, European exactly. testing so circuit. I'm thinking you know we're looking more like probably realistically between 470 to 500 kilometers of range for the 55, yeah, which is and, very decent, and 370 to 400 for the SQ6. Um, that, I think, is what we're, go- we're going to uh, be looking at. In terms of power, the, uh, Q- the 55 e-tron is 395 horsepower, 395 foot-pounds of torque, and the SQ6 is 510 horsepower and 605 pounds-feet of torque. Wow. So, Zero to 100 and uh, with a smaller car than the Q655, <laughs> it's like around six seconds and it's 4.5 seconds for the, uh, for the SQ6. Big difference. Uh, yeah, big difference. It's, but the most impressive thing is not necessarily the power of these vehicles, but how silent they are. They've yeah. really done a lot of work to make these new electric motors even quieter than before. It's really, it's really uncanny. Um, and also the, these, these, you know, we talk, keep talking about the fact that these uh, electric motors don't, don't require much in terms of maintenance, whatever. Mm-hmm. These things are lubricated with oil, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that they can, they spin uh, faster. Mm-hmm. And also the oil will serve to cool uh, the electric motors. So okay. they went for, you know, oil cooling for electric motors. I think it's pretty cool. And um, what's interesting also is that they've developed a whole new suspension geometry for this new platform, this PPE platform. And the car turns in relatively quickly. It's, mm-hmm. I was, was not expecting that. You know, it's like a big SUV. It doesn't feel that heavy. You know, like over two tons and uh, two metric tons. And uh, it's, it, it felt, it handled really, really well. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to driving the, the production uh, variant of this, but that's only going to come, I think, uh, next year, perhaps sometime like that. Yep. Also, I can't tell you anything about the interior because <laughs> as we were driving, they had complete, you know, they had draped some, some tarps all over the, yeah, the dashboard the pictures, yeah. of the vehicle. Yeah. And when you were driving, you could only lift like one part of it. So you could see the speed that you're doing and also your, <laughs> Change your the radio <laughs> energy consumption. And everything else was like blacked out with black tape. Right. So I can't tell you anything about, you know, the, the graphics or, or the yeah. ergonomic or, or, you know, 
button switches, screens, things like that. I do, I, I can tell you something is that the way that these, these tarps were laid out on the interior, you could sort of like tell that they've gone to a dual screen setup, yep. which is going to look a little bit. I think is going to look a little bit like BMW's curved display. Okay. You know, like like this whole, you know, thing that sweeps from like the driver's side yeah. all the way to the other end of the of the center console. Which would make sense. You know, with different, of course, uh, different zones for different uh, uh, readouts and displays and things like that. But we're only going to see the interior of this vehicle when they showcase it at the uh, Munich uh, Auto Show back, uh, which will be in September this year. Yes, early September. Exactly. That's when we're going to see the vehicle, probably without the camouflage <laughs> bodywork, <laughs> and also we'll be able to see the interior, so we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about that. But uh, one thing's for sure, it's that um, this is um, this is going to be a, a new uh, significant uh, vehicle for Audi. They expect this, you know, of all, of all the vehicles that they're going to launch yeah. in the next three, four years, this is one of like the top three most significant vehicles, all electric SUV. Good. I can't wait to, to hear your impressions on the production yeah. models. And then we can, if we can get one our hands on in, in Canada, that would be uh, even, even greater to see how it performs in, uh, in, our, in the dead of winter. Here. Exactly. <laughs> in exactly. Canada. One thing also that's really cool is that they've they've come up with a new um, uh, lighting uh, system for this car, and it's going to be configurable. In that you know, there's like eight scenarios that you can choose from in terms of your welcome or uh, light animation. Oh, okay. With the headlights and the tail lights and things like that. And there's also the, the little things like if you uh, if you see an accident on the on the road, the the tail light sort of like morph into uh, the triangle, you know, the like the emergency uh, Oh, okay, things. okay, okay. Exactly. So a little the, more digital. It, yeah, it's, it's it's really, really cool. They've got, they, they're working with uh, obviously OLED technology for the rear lights and uh, digital matrix technology for the for the headlights. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, just for that, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of cool to look at all these, these animations and you'll be able eventually to uh, to really customize the kind of uh, look and feel, if you will, uh, of, of your vehicle using, using cool. the light system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone uh, for uh, listening to us for the 16th episode of the Car Guide Podcast. Uh, you can read uh, more in detail all the news and uh, test drives that we've done on carguideweb.com. Also follow us on uh, social media and we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh, for the 17th episode with new uh, automotive news as well as the uh, drives that we've been doing. Thank you, Gab, and we'll see you on the next one. All right, so long and take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Car Guide Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you'd like. Visit us at carguideweb.com for daily updates and news on everything auto, as well as weekly reviews and drives. You can also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at The Official Car Guide.